Beer It Is is a CSPN Media podcast production. Please visit our website at cspn.us for more episodes of Beer It Is and for ways to keep our podcast free for you. Alright boys and girls, once again my name is Tobias Woodborn, name of the marquee is Beer It Is. Shout out to Classic for doing this production each and every week. And shout out to all the good folks who help keep our podcast free for you and for me and for everyone else. And they allow us to do some really fun things. Most importantly, thank you, the listener. Each and every week you guys are going in. And one thing you guys can do for me to keep the podcast free and keep us going and keep us rolling here on the CSPN Network is subscribing on iTunes. If you're an iTunes listener, subscribe. Also, when you subscribe, give us five-star ratings. We need those ratings. Those ratings give us feedback. That tells us what we're doing right. That tells us what we're doing wrong. Hopefully, we're not doing anything wrong here on Beard Is. But if we are, get a job tune to tell us what we're doing wrong. Tell us how you love us. Tell us why you love us. And tell us what we can do You know, to keep you happy. Also, give us feedback on which breweries we would like to for us to check out. Hey, look, I'm always willing to travel and willing to go different places and check out different things, man. So, you know, support that, man. And, you know, we're gonna, before we get into this week's episode, you know, once again, we want to thank all the good folks from ACAT. That was a fun show last week. So many good breweries, so many good brewers that we were able to talk to and learn from. And I really enjoyed just being around that scene and that festival and everything that it had to offer and then some, right? That was really cool. All right, and since we are beer it is, you know, I also want to take some time to shout out one of our fine sponsors, again, who allow us to do this podcast for you each and every single week. The good folks at Wink. Wink is a world of wine delivered right to your door, from rosé to cabernet to everything else. Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. You ever try orange wine? Why not? Check it out at Wink. Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your taste and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine every single month for free shipping. You can pick out your own bottles or let Wink be like your sommelier and match it to your taste. They'll tell you what's good. They'll tell you how it rolls. And it don't cost a thing to become a member, or you can cancel or skip at any time. And now the listeners of Beer It Is can enjoy an exclusive $20 off your first order. To place your first order with $20 off and to help keep the show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us slash wink. That's cspn.us slash w-i-n-c. Wink wines to CSPN. Do it today. Do it tomorrow. Do it forever. Get that $20 off, and when you do it, Hit me up on the Twitter at anyoneboard19. Tell me how they taste. You know, tell me what, what you liked, what you didn't like. And, you know, wine and beer kind of go together. So, you know, show those guys some love. So now, from there, we're going to get into our good friends at Variant Brewing. Man, I had a really good time talking to Matthew and, Lee, and Lauren Curling. Fun couple. You could see the love they have for each other. Like, literally on their faces, man. Beautiful couple that are into craft beer and oddly enough you know in this case it was the lady who put the man onto the beer so she probably knows more about beer game than he does but either way they were fantastic just sitting and chatting with Matthew and Lauren learning who they are and how they got into this game they have a really cool journey that we got to enjoy drink some of their midnight stout which I have a bottle of that I may or may not be sharing with some guys really soon also that cashmere IPA so smooth, so cool, you know, 8% cashmere hop, single hop IPA, and that's phenomenal, man. Just a very easy to drink, really smooth beer, and the Georgia scene grows again. They're in that Roswell area, and one of the most beautiful tasting rooms I've ever been to. Just, it fits what they do, and they're going to tell us all about that and more. But before I get into that, man, just want to get into my beer of the week. Man, I will tell you what, shout out to the boys at Torch Top, the boys and girls at Torch Top, Chris Bivens, head brewer over there, doing a phenomenal job, and their out-of-control IPA, 10%, big, flowery, just beautiful IPA, 
is my beer of the week. We're going to start doing this each and every week where I give you a beer of the week, talk about taste notes on that beer. It is dry hopped to hell, but oddly enough, it is not overly better. It's just a smooth, hazy, I don't know if I want to call it New England style IPA or West Coast. It's just a blending of both, and it makes one of the best beers that I have had in a very long time. Shout out to Torch Top. Looking forward to getting up with Chris and those guys really soon. But before we do that, we're going to talk to our good friends over at Variant Brewing in Roswell, Georgia. So get with them. Stick and stay with us. We're going to have some fun talking to that beautiful couple. All right, guys. All right, boys and girls, welcome to Beer It Is. My name is Tobias Wilborn. Shout out to Class for Allowing Students each and every week on the CSPN Network. And today, I am at Variant Brewing. And it's really wonderful city. What, what's, what, what is this? Duluth City Springs? Where are we at? We're in Roswell. Roswell. We're That's right. Roswell. in Georgia. So let me tell you about Roswell. What's so interesting about this area, it's become a brewing kind of mecca i mean gate city is right around the corner you have pontoon who's just getting open that's down the street but i am at variant and i am with i mean the most beautiful person here quite honestly <laughs> one of the owners lauren curling lauren how are you good how are you doing Man, today I, i'm great now because i got a couple beers in front of me that we're going to talk about but okay. before we get into those tell me about your story how did you get into craft beer? Yeah. Um, so, you know, my husband and I, we got into craft brewing together. So I would probably say about nine years ago, he got a homebrew kit from his brother for Christmas one year. Nice. And, um, you know, we opened it up. We started brewing. Really enjoyed the process. It became a hobby. We started doing it on the weekends. Nice. It took over our kitchen, took over our garage, that sort of thing. <laughs> And um, so you, you you were in there in getting your hands dirty too. In the yeah, he does most of the brewing. You know, I'll pitch in where I can. Mm-hmm. But um, after he realized he loved it so much, he uh, contacted Nick Tanner with Cherry Street to see Shout if he could Nick. go. Yeah, he's a great guy to see if he could, you know, work with them over at Cherry Street and coming. And um, they said yes. He worked with them for a while to see what it would be like to work on a larger scale. Nice. Decided he loved it and was like, let's do it. Let's open up a brewery in Roswell. So, wow. Okay, so tell me about what was that first brew kit. Tell me about that. You know, I don't even remember what it is, honestly. <laughs> but it's just it was just one of those store bought home brew kits. You know, right. you open up, it's simple. Extracts, so, right? Extracts. You know, no grains, no nothing. You do your boil kettle. You boil a few things. That's nice. it. You know. So you guys are on the stuff, and it's interesting because I talk to a lot of brewers. Typically, you know, it's the neckbeard guy and his wife is like, "Okay, you know what? I'm sick of it." But actually, you saw you were just as into it as he was. I am. Yeah, I enjoy the process. It's really fascinating. You know, being able to build recipes, add different flavors and adjuncts from hops and grains. It's it's a lot of fun for me. So nice. I, I love everything about the whole process. So did you have a cooking background? Anything baking? Anything? Cause like, no. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I come from a family of women who actually enjoy drinking beer, and nice. I think it just kind of transferred over to me and. Right. Yeah. And well, the reason why I asked the baking question is like you mentioned the putting together the recipe. So yeah. a lot of brewers they kind of cook or they kind of have like some type of creative background. Yeah. Like, what, what, how did how did it work for you? Um, you know, I mean, yeah, I cooked at home and stuff, but I think you know this is Matt's version of cooking. He just fell right. in love with the process, so nice. I you know just came from home brewing over the weekends and came out from there. Man, that's yeah. got to be really fun, right? Yeah. I mean, developing the recipe. So, what was that first beer like? Horrible, probably. <laughs> <laughs> In hindsight, right? Yeah. But what do you think about it then? I mean, like, because, I mean, it's, it's, as you learn more about beer, you kind of realize, okay, you know what, that first beer probably wasn't so good. But what you, yeah. when you when you first drank something you made, what did you guys yeah. think of it, honestly, at the time? Well, you know, it's really the process of it. So, be, so to be able to create something and make it and bottle it and share it with your friends, I think that was the really the selling point for us, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to make something and share it with people is... It's really fun for us to do. So nice, I think nice. I think that was the point. It was like, okay, this is this is a neat thing. Okay, so how long were you on the extracts? You know, that's a question for Matt. Okay, that all right. We'll, we'll, and by the way, we're going to have Matt Curling <laughs> on later, but we really wanted to start with Lauren because right now we're literally in the front of the house yes. here. I mean, this is kind of like where she runs the show. Yeah, she's the GM here. Yeah, make sure all these servers. I came by here about a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. Had some really good servers. They're like, yeah. no, Lauren runs the shop. So. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about this space. How did this space come about? Well, we established our company in 2015, early 2015. So it's taken us some time to find a location, go through licensing, working with the city, working with contractors to create this space. 
Um, so we found this space. I believe it was at Taquamac headquarters before we purchased it at some point. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think about it. It was, yeah. yeah. So we, um, you know, with the help of some great people, we were able to do some renovations and create the vision for our brewery. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then, but this tasting room in particular, I mean, I, I've been a lot of tasting rooms all over the place. And this is one of the more unique spots. How did you guys, like, create, like, put it in this space, the way it's designed, Everything else that comes with that. Yeah, well, we wanted to create a space that felt comfortable but special. Not a mm. place where you're going to feel, you know, out of place, but somewhere it's like, you know, it's like a second place to drinking at your house. You know, we mm. wanted to feel open. We wanted there to be a lot of natural light. It's not the largest tasting room, but we wanted it to feel big. So we yeah. elevated the ceilings. You know, the large windows help with that. Um, and, I, and I think we achieved that. It's a comfortable space. Like, I feel like... I could come in here and watch the game. I could come in here, you know, or not watch TV exactly. and play some, like you guys got cards and mm-hmm. board games and, you know, all types of, but you also, you also have the TVs. Mm-hmm. Why the TVs? Some rooms go away from that. Why do you guys want to do it? You know, the truth is people in the South like their sports, you know, so. <laughs> we are the it's, South. It's a good yeah. place to come and watch football games or, you know, come watch the Olympics that are coming up this year or the World Cup. I mean. You know, we, we play music in the background, so it's not like the TVs are totally present with the sound and everything right. in the games. But, you know, some people like to enjoy watching TV and having a beer. Nice. Yeah. And I think it's an important thing. So how long have you guys been open and what kind of feedback have you gotten so far? We've been open a little over two months now. Wow. And, you know, I think the feedback from the community has been really good. You know, this area of Roswell, we're really trying to... You know, create Roswell as more of a walking space and having more people coming in town and spending time here. So I think, I think having the brewery here helps with that. Nice. Um, so. And then I mentioned area, and I forgot to mention Abbey the Holy Ghost, yes. which isn't very far. Then mm-hmm. if you go further up the coming, which isn't terribly far from here, you get to Cherry Street. Right. So what's it kind of like? You got you Northsiders way from up the here. Earth, from the Earth, from the Earth, from the Earth. Yeah. Across Street, four hundred. I need to get the, I need to get the from the Earth it's a great soon. Place. Look, if, I heard their food is amazing. It's so. great. They've done a good job with the space, the food, the beer. I mean, it's it's a good experience. But that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. this area is growing and developing. Like, is. what is it like seeing this area and being able to? Check, support yeah. your brother and his sister in, in, in the business. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So my husband is actually born and raised in Roswell. And for oh, him, wow. he wanted to bring something back to his hometown. And to be able to see the transition of the city growing, it's it's been fascinating. I think we still have a long ways to go, but there has been a big improvement. And I, I think, you know, every year is, is going to get better. So, wow. Yeah. I mean, and that's exciting to see the development and growth. Okay, real quick, we're talking about these beers. And when we come back on segment two, we're going to talk about some of the styles and some of the things. Mm-hmm. But what's been your favorite? Oh, that's so tough to say. It I know, it's like, it's like your favorite time. child, right? Or just things uh, different? Um, favorite right now, I have to say the Raspberry Lemon Gozo. Mm. I am a big fan of sours. I love salty sour beers. Um, so that one has been a favorite recently. I would also have to probably say Coconut Coffee Dark Alchemy, which we don't have it on now, but it will oh, be back on in a few weeks. That sounds sexy. Um, that's a great beer, too. So that's that's also one of my favorites. Nice. Yes. And then from there, we're talking about this scene. So far, being in the city, what's been the coolest experience you've had? It's been a couple months since you've yes. been open. What's been like one of the cool? And you guys opened right after SB85, too. Yes, so we did. That's pretty interesting. Um, coolest thing, I guess, since we've been open. Yeah. Um, just the feedback from people, you know, it's people have been very welcoming to us and really excited about us. And, and as a new business, that's been very exciting. So, and then going from there, what's coming for Variant? I mean, because I'm looking at these taps. I mean, <laughs> you guys have a lot of taps here, yes. all over the place. I mean, how many taps do you guys have right now? Um, I would say right now we probably have about 14, 15 beers on. Jeez, that's a lot of beer. Yeah, a lot of your own beer. A lot of our own beer. So, um, you know, this and no guest taps yet, right? No guest taps. Yeah. Um, legally, we can't have guest taps ah, on. Darn Georgia Since we're a brewery. Yep, but um, I think this year you're going to see a lot of fun, different beers, and that's kind of our goal. Is to always bring something new to the tasting room, bring something different. So we have four beers that are, are year-rounds that are on all the time. Um, all of our other taps are always going to be interchanging. So I, I think that's going to be a lot of fun for people. And it's fun for us to offer something different on a regular basis. Nice. And yeah. then what events you guys have coming up at the tasting room? 
event. So I will say we we just had our first bottle release. Um, I saw it a few weeks ago. Yeah. It was mid morning. Um, served at chicken and waffles. Ooh. We have we're partnering with a few um, restaurants. You know, off of Canton Street, there might be a little pop up restaurant showing up here in the okay. next month or so. Nice. Um, so we'll be putting that information on social media once everything is finalized. And where can people find you on the social media? Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Nice. And yes. t- tell us what that is so people can... Yeah. So um, our website is drinkvariant.com. Facebook, I believe it's Facebook slash Variant Brewing Company. Um, Instagram, if you just you know search for Variant Brewing Company, we'll pop right up. Nice, yes. nice. And then you guys are on the Twitter yep. and all these different places where you can find Variant Brewing and their crew. And another place where you can find us is on Beer It Is Podcast. My name is Tobias Woolborn. We're here at Variant Brewing. We're going to take a quick pause for the calls, but when we do that, we're going to talk to our good friends at Audiobook. They're going to tell you how to get a free book from them as well as support our podcast. So stick and stay. Here it is. We'll be right back. Yo, didn't I tell you that, that the curling family was going to come with the heat? Shout out to Lauren. Shout out to that crew, man. They are not playing around. And as good as they talk, they brew even better beer. So really happy to see what they're doing, how they're doing it, and what's coming up next for that crew. I'll tell you what else is coming up next. Our good friends at Audible.com. They're giving away a free 30-day trial. All you got to do to get the trial is go on www.audibletrial.com slash beer it is. That's my code. That's for me, Tobias Wilborn. I'm getting that to you for the free ski. All you got to do is just click the link, and you can get a 30-day trial. And what that 30-day trial entails you to is basically any book that they have, check it out for free, and you can hear it. One of my favorites is Slobbing Rock of My Life from Wrestling by Jim Ross, a personal hero of mine, and he reads that book to you, and it's a very entailed and deep story. So that's something you're going to want to check out and support. Learn how to get on audiobook, you know. You get on Audible, sometimes you can actually listen to books maybe a little bit better than you would read it. You're in the car for a long time, you're sitting at the desk. When you're not listening to Beer It Is, check out Audible.com. You know what I'm saying? Support them. Support me, support us, support them, and, you know, keep reading. All right, man, we're going to get back right into the second segment. We're going to talk to Lauren again. She's going to really put us up on game as to how this brewery got involved. So stick and stay. Beer It Is. All right, boys and girls, once again, my name is Tobias Woolborn, name of the Marquis, beer it is. Once again, thank you to our fine friends at audiobook.com for helping keep that podcast free. Also, don't forget our good friends at amazon.com. I'll tell you about them later on, how you can help support the podcast, keep it free. But right now, we're at Variance Brewing in Roswell, Georgia, with the Queen Bee here, Lauren <laughs> Curling, GM, hey, co-owner, co-founder, co-co-co, and we're going to talk to her lovely husband, Matt, later on, but right now, we're with the lady in charge, and we're going to get into what my favorite segment is of the show each and every week, is our tasting yeah. notes segment. So, before we do that, Lauren, okay. tell us tell us about the hours of the tasting room you guys are opening, if you guys do any kind of tours of the wonderful brewery back there. Absolutely. So right now, um, we are open Thursday through Sunday. Thursday and Friday, we open at 4 o'clock. Saturday, 1 o'clock. Sunday, 1 o'clock as well. Um, Thursdays, I will say, is our flight day. So if mm. you're looking to try a lot of different things, come in on Thursday. We offer flights that day. So is, is there a flight special? Tell us about the. Um, so we have a few different flights that we offer. Uh, we have our year-round flight, which consists of the four beers that we have on. Um, nice. All year long, and then we can also do a custom flight for you. So you know we have a variety of beers. You're able to choose what you want, and we can put together a nice. flight for you. And how much do those flights cost? Um, the year round's eight dollars, and the custom flights are ten. Nice, and you know it's four ounce pours, six ounce pours. What size pours are these? I believe they're five ounce. Five ounce pours. Yes. So listen, these are four five ounce pours here. And real quick, I'm gonna go through the beers that are on this list. The Serapic, that is the blonde ale, really solid. I've had that beer. The dark. Alchemy, that is a stout, a session stout at 5.2 with the flake oats, it's smooth, silky. Got a nice mouthfeel, just enough there with a nice coffee flavor. So check out that beer. Oh, then they kick it to the Saison side, right? Real smooth, farmhouse style, Belgian slash French. You know what I'm saying? Combination there. Nice little tartness, just enough. A little bit of limon on that nose, too. So you get the citrus, you get the pepper, you get the coriander and the cloves. You get all that good stuff. On that brew, and then last but not least, the Norcross Street IPA, which is actually where we're going to start our taster at for what we're doing. And 
Well, actually, take that back. We're going to switch from that one because that is one of their standard IPAs, which is on that pour. But I'm going to talk about a beer that you can't get on that list. Well, you can if you ask for it nicely. Yes. On the flight day, we're going to go to the big IPA. This cashmere, so soft and so smooth. Yes. I, I, I kind of want to feel like I should listen to some Outcast as it's going. <laughs> so fresh and so clean, you know. But. And I love the way this beer looks. Let's, let's get right into it. Yeah, so this beer, Cashmere, it is a New England. That is a dollar fine. <laughs> well, yeah, Lauren, we're definitely going to charge you a dollar fine later on for having the phone <laughs> ring during the show, but it's all good. We're still rocking and rolling, yeah. but this beer, tell us about this one, man. This is fancy. I love holding this up to the light and looking at it. It's just hazy enough, but it's, it's, it's really pretty. Yeah, so this is, we are drinking Cashmere, so soft and so smooth. It is a New England style IPA. Um, the color is beautiful, I agree. It kind of has like that deep, rich, golden orange color to it. Um, this beer, it would taste like it has a lot of fruit adjuncts mm-hmm. in it, but it doesn't. Right. So it is brewed exclusively with cashmere hops only. Nice. So um, and that, that is a really fun hop that's kind of become popular. Shout out to the boys out there making that hop mm-hmm. and growing that hop. And, and like I said, I mean, it's got the oats, but not too much. It's not that fake, hazy, or quote-unquote overly juicy, yeah. as they say. It's just a good-looking beer. Yeah. You know, I think it's pretty well-balanced. When people think of juicy tropical beers, they think of something really sweet. I like this one because it's not too sweet, but you can still get that juiciness in there. Um, it's it's a pretty fun beer. It's been a favorite in the tasting room, and we're going to try and brew as much of it as we can as long nice. as we can get the hops in. So. Nice. Well, that's the thing, I mean, <laughs> with, with the, in this day with the hops in. That's something we're going to talk about a little bit more with Matt because I really want to get in dirty with him about your brewing system mm-hmm. and how these hop contracts are going, the malt bills, and everything else on these fine yeah. beers. So let's skip and hop. Let's go from there. Okay. And we're both going to go next to this fine beer. Tell us about it. This beer, the next beer we're talking about, this is our Raspberry Lemon Goza. Nice. Which is there a name or is it just Raspberry Lemon Goza for now? It's Raspberry Lemon Goza for right now. Nice. Um, so this beer is a variant. So we will have different version of Gozas in our tasting room. You'll see more of them coming out this summer. Mm. I don't want to spoil it. Okay. But there's some good flavors that are going to come is out. Is there a hint? Maybe? Just a little slight hint? Yeah, I'll say Coquillon is going to come back. Okay. So All right. Shout out to that. As the brewer Matt walks in, you know, we're rocking and rolling. Yeah. He's doing his thing. So this Raspberry Lemon Goza, it's a 4.8% Goza um, adjuncted with raspberry. So... I know you guys can't see, but the color of this oh, beer man, is beautiful. I, I, I always take some pictures of these, post them on Instagram, at N1More19. Also, follow us on Twitter, at Beer It Is Pod, where I can show you pictures of these fine beers. I'm telling you, man, this one is pretty. Looking forward to talking to Matt in the next segment, but, you know, because I want to know what he did with this beer and how he got down on this. But the nose on this beer is so good, and the salt at the end on the mouthfeel. It is what it goes it should be. Yeah. I love the saltiness of it. I, I think this is going to be a great summer beer. It just reminds me of being outside in the sun. This is what I would want to drink. Nice. And you guys aren't too far from like the Lake Lanier, uh, Chattahoochee, Lakeheads, yeah. and you know um, all those places. So yeah. this will be a fun beer for you guys to take out. Or if you go out of town a little bit, put it in. Like, they got Crowlers now. Yep. Are you guys going to be packaging any, any other way anytime soon? We are. We might further down the road, um, but right now we're just going to do Crowlers. We have 32-ounce Crowlers to go. Yeah, come um, to the brewery. Come yep. get it. Yep. And tell me what what the pricing of that looks like, depending on what you're getting, I guess. So the pricing, it you know depends on the beer. They're anywhere between around eleven and fifteen dollars. Nice. Um, yeah. So. And so come check. Like I said a thirty-two ounce crowler. Crowlers last as long as pretty good time yeah. until you open them. Like how long do you guys like recommend for people to hold them? I would say you know drink it within a week or two. Right. But they stay fresh for a while. So. Yeah. So you can get one. You know, you pay it for your trips, particularly as you guys get ready to go. You know, eventually it's going to warm up yep. here in Georgia really soon. Yes. So you guys get ready to go camping, all these other things you do, you can take those beers with you. And speaking of another beer, this is on the seasonal list. Went back to the seasonal list. Ah, man, I, I like this beer, man. This PRC. What does PRC stand for? <laughs> I was a, yeah, I knew you were going to ask. So it stands for Puerto Rican Cupcake. Oh, okay. Hey, now. Yes. Um, so... <laughs> There is, um, you know, there's a beer that we are very fond of called Mexican Cake. Right. And I am Puerto Rican and Dominican, so we just thought it would be fun to call it Puerto Rican Cupcake. I like it. So, I mean, you you know. We we shortened it to PRC. Hey, man, by the way, here on Beer It Is, you know, hey, man, we we got love for everybody, you know, race, creed, culture, background. So, shout out to the Puerto Rican Cupcake. I like it. I mean, and yeah, Mexican Cake has become Westbrook Brewing. I've been up there 
really good people. Yeah. So it's great to see like, how this craft beer thing is yeah. growing and people are evolving. But tell me about this. I mean, ew, it's spicy, but it's sweet and it's a lot of balance. Here. All of those things, yeah. Right. So it's a 9% you know, Mexican Imperial Stout. Um, it's brewed with chocolate, habanero, cinnamon, and vanilla. So nice. there's a lot of complexity in there. I love this beer because as it warms up, you can kind of see how some of the other um, adjuncts really come out. The vanilla starts to come out a little bit more. So I love drinking this beer when it's cold outside. Mm -hmm. It's a good warm-you-up kind of beer. Well, I'm making that spice hits now, but, but it doesn't punch you too hard no. and then like the vanilla seems to come through at the very end of it yes. and kind of where it's like if you get a little frustrated with the spice it just smooths it on out it's good nice i like it i like it all right so then we're gonna go from there we're gonna take it down just a notch <laughs> gotta get into this hoppy blonde this is off the serapic which is your typical blonde ale yep. but you took it and then you hopped it up with simcoe i'm a little citrus tell us about this one yeah, so this beer is a lot of fun. You know, um, I think people who really enjoy pale ales and IPAs will gravitate towards this beer. Um, we've done a few variants of our blonde before. We had the strawberry blonde, but this is another version. It's our hoppy seraphic. So, as you said, you know, it's our blonde, but we adjunct it with Simcoe, Amarillo, and Citra hops. Nice. Yeah. And this is a fun one, man. I mean, weighing it at 6% ABV, it's crushable, but you better be careful because you drink too many of them. It's a sneaky one. <laughs> right. This one will sneak up on you. And so then from there, we're talking about these beers. Mm -hmm. Out of all these, like, is there one that you just kind of, or it just depends on the time of the year? You know, it really depends on the time of the year and my mood. Right. I mean, it's, it's always changing. My taste, flavor is always changing of what I'm wanting to drink. But I think that is what the fun thing is about our brewery is that we have you know, a variety of beers to offer. That was our goal. Our, we always say in the tasting room, like, we have a beer for everyone. Mm. So if you don't like IPAs, you can come in and have something fruited. If you don't like dark beers, then we have lighter beers. Um, you know, and then it's fun for the brewers. They're always getting to create something new and different. So Nice. Yes. And then from there, what do people need to know about what's coming that you can share in the next month or next month or two that they can look for? I would say we were probably going to do some fun summer things out on the patio. We do have oh. a great patio space, uh, family-friendly, dog-friendly. So we'll post some things out on social media, but we'll have some fun activities for the summertime. Nice. And, guys, I'll tell you what, man. Make sure you get here early. Um, what are the parking rules? Is it a limited amount of parking in front? Like, it's okay to park in that next door? Like, yeah. tell me how that works. Makes, um, yeah. So we have, we have some parking in front of the building. Um, our neighbors next door do allow us to park um, after 5 o'clock, which is really generous of them. And in City Hall and the libraries across the street, they have about 300 to 350 public parking spots. Nice, so. nice. We'll make sure I got that in there. Yeah. Like, when I roll up, oh, wait a minute, what do I do here? Yeah, so City Hall is right across the <laughs> nice. street. It's a short walking distance. Nice. Yeah. And go show themselves. So do you get any, like, any legislators coming through and having a pint? We do, yeah. You know, we get all kinds of people, which is, which is a lot of fun. You know, we get people working from City Hall. We get people who work off of Cant Street. We have families who are traveling in from out of town. We get, you know, younger people, older people. It's it's a good crowd. It's a good mix, and I really enjoy that aspect of it. Nice. Yep. So currently, you guys don't sell your own food, but you guys do have chips and popcorn and pork rinds yep. and yeah. snacks. People are more than welcome to bring in their own food. Um, there is also a great pizza place that is down the street from us called The Standard. Nice. Um, they do free delivery to the brewery. The Standard is The Standard. Yes. And that's some good pie. Yes. So, Lauren, once again, I want to thank you for coming on with us. We're looking forward next to talking to Matthew, getting to know now his side. We should do like a little couples game with you guys. <laughs> Actually, you know what? In our last uh, segment, we're going to have you both on. And we're going to do our six-pack challenge. Uh -huh. it's, not, it's not anything hard. It'll okay. be fun. I'll tell you about that. Guys, Listen. Lauren Curling has been awesome. Variant Brewing is great. Stick and stay. We're going to tell you about our good friends at Amazon. They're going to tell you how to keep the podcast free. When we come back, we're going to, the next voice you hear will be mine. And after that, you'll hear the voice of Matthew Curling, brewmaster, owner of this fine place. And he's going to tell us, you know, one, how he was lucky enough to get this beautiful woman to stay, stick and stay with him. But more importantly, about the beer and the process here in the state of Georgia and what they're doing at Variant. We'll be right back. Awesome. All right, folks, I want to tell you about our good friends at Amazon.com. They have been with us literally from the start of this podcast and the start of the network. So 
All you got to do to support them, click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of our page at cspn.us, at cspn.us. From there, scroll down, click on the Amazon link to shop, purchase all the items from Amazon that you normally would. It could be books, music, electronics, or for this podcast in particular, you may be a brewer, so you need some hops, you need some grain, you need some barley, some malt, wheat, whatever it is. Anything in the world you could buy legally, they have that Amazon. So for every purchase made on Amazon through our link, the Amazon, they send us some money. You know what that money does? It helps keep beer it is free and allows you to travel. So all you got to do, and you save some money, you support us. So, and this is at no extra cost to you, man. So go do it. Amazon.com through CSPN US. Do it, do it, do it. All right, man. So we're going to come back here. We're going to bring in Matthew, have some good talk with him. He's going to tell us about the brew house, the facility, everything that Varian is doing. Stick and stay. All right, boys and girls, once again, I want to thank our good folks at Amazon.com who help keep our podcast free for you and for me. And most importantly, they allow us to go to cool places and drink great beer. I am at Variant Brewing. Once again, I want to thank Miss Curly for coming on, Lauren Curly for coming on with us early. Now I am with the husband, the brewer. I mean, but she's a brewer too. Yeah. I mean, she may be a better brewer, but, you know, he's got a, <laughs> I mean, he does have a nice beard, so there's that. Yeah. So, yeah. but I am with Matthew Curling. Matthew, how are you, man? Good, great. Thanks for having us. All right, so let's get right into it, man. We're going to talk about it. Well, earlier I was with Lauren, we talked about the tasting room. She's a GM here, so she makes sure this ship is running, makes sure the servers know what they need to know about the program. You handle making the beer. Yeah. So tell us about the brew house. So our brew house is a seven-barrel brew house. Um, we got it from Alpha Brewing Operations. Uh, it's an automated brew house. It's fantastic. It's been been great so far. Um, since we've opened, we've already added three additional double-size barrel um, to 15-barrel fermenters. So on a seven-barrel system, obviously, we brew twice to fill those up. Um, we didn't think we were going to do that so quickly, um, but it's you know it's great to hey man, have it's time to build your beer. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean the brew house is is great. I mean we're two-man team back there for a long time we just added our, our third person right so it's nice to have an extra pair of hands around so, so, so tell us tell us your names of your brewers and yeah and where so they come um in. we have me matt um i'm the owner here and then we have steven who's the second hand man he's been here since day one he helped me put the brew house together helped me put in the glycol drops and get everything set up so um and then we have Rhett, who just joined us as nice. well. Yeah. Nice. He's a brewer as well. From... We all do a little bit of everything, so we don't get too stuck up in the Nice. And... You, you said seven barrels. You said four vessels? I'm trying to remember. I'm sorry? Two vessel, four vessel? Uh, it's a two vessel. Two vessel, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So we, we just say, have yeah. the mash sun in the kettle. Nice, yeah. nice. And then tell me about the brights and the fermenters. We have three brights, and uh, we're up to nine fermenters. So five of those fermenters are 15 barrels um two of which are seven barrels and then two of which are three and a half barrels and mm. those three and a half barrels it sounds silly to to have fermenters that are so small but they're really the lifeblood of the tasting room here because that's what we split all of our variants into i mean so we we take our full seven barrel batch of beer split it in half treat three and a half barrels with a fruit or adjunct or spice or you know even different yeast sometimes we'll take the same brew and ferment it with two different yeasts and you come up with mm. two different beers so um, that's what's allowed us to kind of have the variety in our tasting yeah. room and have a new thing on every week or you'll take a blonde ale and you'll hop the hell out of it right yeah absolutely yeah so shout out to you guys for doing that that is a, that is a really fun beer tell me what's your favorite style of beer to brew I know it's a tough like, question no it, it, it is but I, I'm very much a stout guy I love stout oh, so stouts are my stouts. favorite style yeah. to drink yep and that's how I really got into craft beer so tell me for you like how did you get into craft beer? Um, you know, I say I got into brewing before I got into craft beer. Interesting. I really, I really um, fell in love with the home brewing process and creating recipes and seeing, you know, small tweaks can really go a long way. And uh, then the creativity side of it, you know, using different fruits and spices and adjuncts. And, and, you know, around the time that beer was starting to change and people were like, you can't have beer with pineapple in it. And they're like, why not? Why not? Um, and I really enjoyed doing that creative thing to beer and just doing all these weird things that a lot of other people weren't doing at the time. Um, so I really fell in love with that side of it before I fell in love with the beer. And the beer kind of just came with it, right? I mean, I was brewing beer. I started to drink more beer to kind of get used to, hey, these are the popular styles. Here are the nice. trends. This is the way the industry's going. And then everything just fell in place. And now I, I love everything. So you're a Georgia native. <laughs> I am, yeah, Roswell. Where, where are you living when you first started homebrew? I was here in Roswell. Okay, um, so you're here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what year was that? Mm. Uh, it, was about, it was about 10 years ago, so yeah. 
I would probably say 2007, 2007 2008. All right. Yeah. So 07, 08. So basically, in the state of Georgia, obviously, Sweetwater was doing what they were doing. Terrapin was doing what it was doing up in Athens. Red Brick was, was around. Um, and you had five seasons if you wanted to go there for beer. And I, maybe Red Hair was, a, was, a, was, a, was around or right. coming around around that time. Monday night hadn't quite gotten there yet. There was a lot of craft beer in cities. So what were you drinking? Other than um, other than your homebrew, I mean, I was hmm, all over the place. I mean, I, I definitely I started with kind of founders in Sierra Nevada. Um, yeah, I mean, who doesn't, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah all all day. Um, we drank a lot Bell, of bells. We drank a lot of yeah, bells. Um, too hard. Too hard is right. is a go to. I also really just like their their basic pale ale. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, where, where, I actually got into some of the heavier stuff before I got into some of the lighter stuff. I really okay, fell in so, love so, stouts. I mean, imperial stouts, bourbon barrel aged stouts. Um, you know, really adjuncted stouts mm. really kind of brought me into the industry. Um, so, do you remember any of the ones, any of those stouts that you were? Black Tuesday. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, brewery Black Tuesday brewery. was one of my favorite beers, and, and it opened up a lot of things for me. I'm like, this is just incredible. It had this depth to it, this complexity. It was unlike anything I had, had tasted at the time. I got a gray Monday I'm still sitting oh, on. Oh. <laughs> I should open it up. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to sit it much longer. I actually may bring it. Not because, like, most people, like, they're like, oh, I'm really into stouts. I'm yeah. like, but I don't want to drink it by myself. It's just like, yeah. a, like a 20% beer. I mean, you got to share it. I want to share it. So yeah. I may bring it back. Now that I know you guys are into stouts, I yeah. should bring oh, it back. Yeah, we'll share it with you. There we go. So I'll bring it back when I come back, and okay. we'll try that. Absolutely. But, yeah, um, th- those are some of the ones I mean. So you had Black Tuesday, which is great. And what were some others? Do you remember? Um. After Black Tuesday, I started getting more and more stouts and barely stouts. Oh, Black man. Note from Bells was a big one. That's still a um, great beer. Hoonapoo from Cigar City. Of course. Um, you been to Hoonapoo Day? We have. Yes. Yeah, we went twice. Nice. It was nice. a lot of fun. Did you guys have your beard at the time or you were just going as, as fans? No, we were just going as fans. And, oh, that's um, awesome. We were there the year that they had all the riots and everyone was freaking out. They let in way too many people. <laughs> uh, and that was our first like beer festival as like, you know, craft beer enthusiasts. And we were like, oh my gosh, this is a mess. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a lot of fun and, and loved that beer for sure. Well, see the thing with Hoonapoo is like people have a bottle share in the parking lot. Yeah, and then now I mean now great. it's a week long event yeah. of stuff, man. And so will you guys go to Hoonapoo? Like with your beer eventually? Yeah, I, mean, I would love to. Uh, if you know anyone that that can make that happen, you know, send them our way because I'd love to send yeah. a beer down there. <laughs> I might. Let's talk about that off here because yeah, actually okay. I know yeah. some people down there and. I maybe can submit. You no, know, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll discuss that because like, maybe we can make that happen. Because yeah. you know, obviously this year maybe it's late, but definitely going for forward next year, for yeah, next fine. year. And speaking of that, you're an ACAT. Yeah. Tell me about the beer you took there. So we took Mid Morning. Um, Mid Morning goes back to kind of my home brewing days, many years. You know, it's, it's, it's been around a long time. So for every year, I made that beer for Christmas, and it was kind of like my mm. Christmas beer. It's inspired by Christmas flavors. It's brewed with coffee, maple, and cinnamon. Um, you know, it's named mid morning because I think with the flavor it has, <clears throat> it can be drank any time of the day. Right. You know, <clears throat> it's not every, sorry, it's not every big stout that has to be drank at night. Mm. Um, so I like I, a good breakfast stout or a good oh, brunch yeah. stout, right? Yeah, we call it a breakfast stout. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's meant to be drank whenever you want it, but it's designed that you can drink it in the morning and you don't feel guilty. Nice. So I drink that every Christmas morning every year. So, okay, so you were, like I said, you're home brewer, then you're getting into the Hoonapoos of the world. You're getting into the black notes and some of that stuff. Do um, you remember any other other stops that kind of influenced you? Um, I would say Mexican cake, definitely. Right, Westbrook shout out. Yeah, we, we discussed that earlier yeah. as we talked about PRC yeah. and what that actually means. So. <laughs> yeah, that's what it stands for. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit inspired by Mexican cake. Um, shout out to that. That's yeah. a fine beer, by the way. It's Thank you. Great. Thank you. We. Um, it's hard to think of them off the top of my head. I mean, many, many styles. Obviously, I used to work at Cherry Street, so a lot of their stuff. Oh man, dude, incredible. You know, and I, I love that they always had such a variety. That definitely inspired me too. I love having a variety of beer on, so that when people come in, they feel comfortable. They can find something that they're actually excited to order, and not just. Oh hey, I don't you know I don't really like IPAs or I don't really like stouts, but they only have those, so I'll I'll try right. this IPA. You know, we want someone to come in and, and look and be like, oh, you know, I really like fruit beers. They got a bunch of fruit beers, or you know, mm-hmm. I really want something sour. They have something sour on. I want something hoppy. They want something hoppy on. We wanted to, you know, I, we have sixteen taps, but it's still easy to fill up sixteen taps with, you know, made right. of the same style because that's the style you like brewing. Mm-hmm. But you know, we tried to make sure that we brew a little bit of everything. So what was the time like with Nick Tanner, man? 
What's that? What's sound like with Nick Tanner? <laughs> I mean, besides awesome. his long, awesome. sweet hair, it was, and, yeah. it was a blast. Um, I worked up there back when they were on the three and a half rail system. Oh, still. Wow, I remember so that was, baby system. Yeah, yeah, it was a little while ago. Um, you know, they've every time I go up there, I, I can't believe that they have more and more tanks, and they're still constantly expanding. At the time when I was there, I was like, "You guys can't fit anything else in here," but they always do, and they always make it work, and everything's just always incredible. Um, I love the barrel aged beer that they have there. They've been pumping out some really good barrel aged beers. We're excited to start some of that here we have a, a barrel room we got to clear out some of our storage stuff in there but nice. we're going to put some barrels in there we actually brewed mid-morning today it's going into buffalo trace barrels whoa whoa whoa, so, whoa. hey now wait a minute okay that's already a big beer as it is yeah you're gonna put it in buffalo trace barrels what's i mean that's okay speaking of this barrel, it's, i know it doesn't give much abb but does it add a little bit onto it you know i guess how they long do. Or? it definitely varies by Obviously, the spirit that was in there, right. as well as how fresh those barrels are and when they were emptied and, mm. and the emptying process at the distillery. Um, a lot of those barrels you can open up and you can see that there's still you know puddles right. of, of bourbon in there. Right. Some of them are a little bit more dry and you have to rehydrate them and then you have to sanitize them. And when you do that, you're, you're kind of diluting it and it mm-hmm. won't give off as much. But if you can get them really, really wet and fill them really quick... Yeah, they add a good amount of booze. I'd, I'd say probably one to two percent. Wow, that's that, that could be that could be pretty big. And then, but I got a more questions, a couple more questions about that. But when we come back after we talk to our good friends at Busted Tees, tell you how to order some fine T-shirts. We're going to ask them about that and a few other things that are going on at this fine brewery. Guys, stick and stay. Beer it is. We'll be right back. Real quick, let me tell you about the good folks at BustedTees.com. That is where you can order all types of exciting and fun t-shirts to support this podcast and help keep it free. So look, man, you can go on, shop at BustedTees.com. All you got to do is just go on CSPN.us or CSPN.us, click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link, click on the Busted Tees banner, then shop for your t-shirts. When you do that, they send us some bread. What we do with the bread is we buy better equipment. We, For me, I go to different breweries, and we talk about what this game is. So do that. Buy your t-shirts, support us, show us some love, and we'll show you love. Bust the tees through CSP and not US. All right, man, so we're going to come back here. We're going to get with, back with the homie Matt, and he's going to tell us all about this fine brewery, what they're doing, how they're growing, and most importantly, we're going to have fun. All right, once again, I want to thank our good friends at Busted Tees for providing the service they do and keeping our podcast free. So go check them out. Buy all the t-shirts you want and show them some love, which in turn shows us love. And when you show us love here on Beer It Is, on the CSP Network, we're able to get out and enjoy fine beer at good places with fine people like my man Matthew Curling here at Vibrant, excuse me, Variant Brewing. Vibrant. It's is, is vibrant, too. It's a vibrant thing. Him and his lovely wife, Lauren, as they're rocking beer here in Roswell, Georgia. So I mentioned Roswell. This is home for you. Yeah. Like, this is the crib. Yeah. How far is this from, like, where you grew up, man, literally? Um, about seven minutes. Oh, wow. And I, and I still live about seven minutes away. I actually live just further down the street from where I grew up now. Nice. So, so like, the... the First of all, is mom and dad still around? Do they come in? Yep. Are yep. they in the beer? Um, actually, dad and brother are landlord and building developer here, so they're very involved with the business. Wow. Um, they're the financial partner for Variant, um, so definitely a good contact with family. I live next door to my brother. Um, nice. Literally next door. And then uh, <laughs> down the street from from my parents, just a couple of miles. So. Wow, man. Yeah, so and sister lives within a few miles as well. Within, like, yeah, three miles from here. And then where are you guys, other than here, where can we find your beer on tap? Is it out in the market? Where, so, where are you at? Yeah, so at the moment, we just started releasing kegs um, probably about a month ago. We've released a very small amount. We're with Savannah Distributing. Shout out um, to Savannah. Just kegs at the moment, and it's been mostly the immediately Roswell area. Okay. Um, we're trying to expand that, and we'll grow into it, but yeah. At the moment, if, if you're looking for kegs, talk to your Savannah rep, and, and hopefully we can get them to you as soon as possible. Right, and we know those guys. I know those guys here. We've had them on the show before, so I, I'll give you their numbers, man, because I'm mm-hmm. telling you, man, they're brewing some badass beer. And I know we did the testing segment earlier with Lauren, but, man, I had to get into this midnight stop, man. This is the beer you guys brought to Atlanta Cascale, but right here, it's not on the cast. It's just really smooth, man. Walk me through this beer. Walk me through the brewing process of this beer. Yeah, so so mid-morning, we were brewing it today, is a 10% imperial stout brewed with coffee, maple, and cinnamon. We add uh, grade B maple syrup into the boil during the whirlpool, um, right before we move it over into the fermenters. Mm. Um, once it's there, we ferment it, and then we add we move it again on top of the cinnamon and the coffee. We use whole bean, Colombian coffee beans uh, in that beer. 
and we're excited to put it into Buffalo Trace barrels. Good lord! How long are you gonna put it in the barrels? We'll let it. We'll let the beer tell us when it's ready. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. And so, will it be released? Will that be bottled? How how will you? We'll probably bottle it. Um, you know, we don't want to release a time frame just because when the beer's ready, the beer's ready. But right. you know, it's our hopes that the beer will stay in the barrels till around next year, where we can re-release oh, it around wow. the same time. Do it a Christmas release. We'll do it again with the uh, with a regular version of Mid Morning and then a barrel age. Nice, because um, that's what. Um I think about that El Gordo mm-hmm. um, out of Alabama. Um, good people. Shout out to Matt Sellers, who's a listener of the show and just a good friend. Um, yeah, because they, they do like the variants of that beer. They do the El Gordo, they do the barrel age, yeah. and they do like the Mexican of it. So yeah, you go absolutely. down there for El Gordo Day, which is really cool, and you can get all three. So it's, right. it seems like that's something you guys want to do with this one? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, obviously with the name being variant and kind of looking at our draft list, anyone can see we, we like doing different plays on the same beer or the same nice. style of beer. Um, so we actually do have a Mexican version planned as well called Mid-Morning in Mexico. Oh, uh, hey now. With uh, chocolate and chilies. <laughs> but that'll, that'll be next year. So Okay. Yeah. All right. So but coming up for, but for 2018, you know, depending on how everything goes, assuming the plan would potentially be to kind of release the – Mid morning and then the barrel aged mid morning. Then yeah. maybe twenty nineteen have the little three pack. Yeah, absolutely. as a nice little mid morning. Ooh, yeah. There's some fun you could have with that, right? A mid morning day, mid morning yeah. evening. We have a lot of mid morning variants planned, um, so we're we're really excited to share those. Really excited to to do some barrel aging. We we got plenty of these beers that are on draft right now, even that we are excited to put into barrels and and get that whole thing started. You know, barrel aging wanted to for me. I wanted it to be a big part of what we were doing here. Um, you know, we've just, until now, haven't had a whole lot of time to, to slow down, get barrels in, figure out where we're going to store them and, and, and all that. We've just been brewing beer and keeping up with the tasting room. And so, How tough is it to get barrels as a small brewery? You know, it's, it's, not, it's not crazy hard, but it's not the easiest thing in the world. Mm. Um, you got to keep your eyes and ears open. There's, you know, um, there's a lot of suppliers that'll do it. it. It's better to get them direct if you can for work out something out with the distillery. Right. You know, that way you're getting them as fresh as possible uh, and they don't go through all these different, you know, shipping mm-hmm. third parties. If they go through third parties, they get dings and wear and tear. And, um, you know, sometimes they're, they're not always taken care of the way that the distillery would want you to receive the barrel. Well, and it's interesting because, like, there's more distilleries now than there have ever oh, yeah. been. So maybe, does that help? It does. It does. Um, you know, obviously, I'd love everything to be local, so we're right. we're doing our best to, to try to get some local barrels here in the future and, and fill those, and um, you know, work with everyone on that. But the the big ones are the ones that are readily available, right? I mean, there's right. there's a lot of Buffalo Trace out in the world. There's mm-hmm. you know a lot of Jack Daniels out in the world, mm-hmm. and so uh, you know, at the moment we just wanted to get everything started. You know, so interesting. I remember um, one of my first homebrew clubs, and we got together. We did a sweet potato stout, nice. and we barrel lazy. I actually came out really good. It was like about 15 of us all together. And some of those guys have since gone on to run breweries in different places. But anyway, uh, when we first wanted barrels, we I'm a Maker's Mark ambassador and two other guys are Maker's Mark. And we, so we called our like ambassador leader and we're like, hey, man, um, how much would it cost to get barrels? It's like about eight years ago. And they were like, oh, well, um, just come get them. <laughs> okay. We're like, okay. <laughs> and so like, well, how many, they're like, how many can you take? And so we had brewed... Uh, about two barrels worth to be. So it was like enough for it to fill sure. up. Not to fill up two. They're like, well, if you want, you guys can take two each. However many of you come. So it was like four of us. Right. So we really like this U-Haul. And so we drove up. And so then we get there. They're like, well, you know, we looked at the laws and we have to charge you. Okay. They're like, okay. They're like, oh, it'll be five dollars each. And so they charged us. And so we paid the money. And they're like, you know what? We feel guilty for charging you. So then they gave us each like some cash strength. Maker's Mark in replace of having to charge us. Isn't that weird that they could give you the, the, the cast strength liquor, but they can't give you the barrel? It's right. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. They're like, oh well, and because but they also couldn't sell us right. the cast strength because of the county it's in. So I say, uh, okay, okay. right? So I say, to say, like, it's just amazing how differently it's changed. Yeah. We're now with what six thousand breweries in America. Yeah. How barrel aging has become such a part of it. it really, has. and then how that's made bar- barrels tougher to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. And, and it's not only bourbon and whiskey barrels. I mean, right. everyone's starting to do... Rum barrels. Yeah, yeah. rum, tequila. Wine. Um, wine. Yeah, wine. Wine is really blowing up. People are starting to do a lot of wine barrel beers. And I, yeah. I love those. Those are some of my, my favorite. It adds a real nice complexity to it that 
you know, a lot of people haven't had before that, you know, they don't even realize they're missing out on. Mm-hmm. So. And, I mean, you could do it with stouts. You could do wine barrel with so many different yeah. things. I mean, so it's fascinating. And real quick, we talked about hops earlier. We talked about the so fresh, so smooth, the cashmere, the cashmere hop. How are you working the hop contracts, man? So right now, everything we're getting is actually off spot. Um, mm. we, we really want to get cashmere contracted, obviously. Um, that's a big seller for us. We love that hop. Um, so our, our cashmere is so soft, so smooth. Um, any style IPA is brewed exclusively with cashmere hops. Mm. Um, we use a lot of late additions, and it's triple dry hot. Wow. So we use a lot of that hop in there. Mm. and it's, Put a lot it's, of time into that beer. Oh, yeah. And it's a harder hop for us to get. So mm-hmm. um, that's why it it's is a delicate seasonal. hop, too, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's why it's a seasonal for us. Everyone mm-hmm. asks why it's not a year-round, and we would make it year-round if we could reliably get those hops. But at right. the moment, we're, we're playing it safe and, and making sure people understand that we might not always have it. Mm-hmm. But we're going to have it as much as we can. So you haven't been to, like, a hop selection yet? We haven't. Um, you know, we, we're working with a lot of people, and, and there are hops that we could mm-hmm. contract. But right. we're really, on the system size that we have, most of the stuff we use is readily available. And Makes There's sense. not a need for us to do yeah. that. Um, yeah, it's just that that one cashmere. I will tell you what, man. When you, when, I mean, a year or two from now, you guys are on some thirty barrel, fifty barrel <laughs> system, and you guys have a second location. Those hop selection days are going to be so big. Yeah. Um, yeah, they definitely mean a lot more for the people that are, are using a, a ton more hops than us. I'll tell you this: it's so funny. I, I've been to three of them just as a journalist, as somebody who's into it, and mm-hmm. it is fascinating. Like people, like you, you, I'm sure you probably get assholes are coming to and they'll smell your beer they won't look at the list like oh this cascade is this and they're wrong <laughs> they're wrong they don't know most people don't know very few people can really pick out sure. there's a couple of hops you can kind of pick out that are piney or really quote unquote juicy but those hop growers they know not only do they know they can tell you how the hop tasting that year right. as compares to the other years yep. and they are fascinating people man yeah yeah they are um, you know, we, we have a good relationship with the people that sell us our hops I mean we're we're getting hops from uh, YCH and Crosby mostly. Nice. Um, Those are good guys. Yeah. yeah, they're real good guys. So we've been happy with it so far. So from there, where do you see Variant kind of evolving and growing from your side as the brewer? Um, you know, I, I, we'll, we'll let it evolve how, how it evolves. You know, we want to always have fun with it. We want the beer to come first. Um, you know, we want to always be able to focus on variety and making sure that we have a little bit of something for everybody. Um, it's it's my nightmare as a brewer to, to get stuck brewing the same thing over and over and over again. You know, I really enjoy the creative side of it and making multiple different beers and a variety of beers. So, as I long can, as I can stay true to that, we'll we'll take it where it takes us. Nice, I can dig it. All right, guys, we, we're rocking here and rolling here with Variant Brewing. We talked to Lauren earlier. We were talking to Matt now. But when we come back, we're going to have both of the couple on. Me and Lauren was kind of here anyway. But now we're going to have them both on. We're going to do our six-pack of fun. Six fun questions are really easy but engaging on the craft beer scene. But before we do that, we're going to talk to, and since we have a couple, we're going to talk to our good friends at Adam and Eve. They're going to tell you about some of the selection of their fine, shall we say, enhancements and different, you know, We'll say embellishments, embellishments, fun that they can show you. But when we come back, we're going to talk to Lauren and Matt both on our six-pack. Stick and stay. Here it is. We'll be right back. All right, folks, real quick, let me tell you about our good friends at AdamandEve.com. They're one of the folks, one of our several wonderful sponsors who allow us to keep this podcast free each and every week promoting it to you live through all the ways you can listen to podcasts if you're looking to spice things up in the bedroom why not surprise your lover and with an adult sex toy video or accessory from adam and eve you know look have some fun with it you know get out there spice up your life as you can see you know the good couple over here matthew and lauren they're definitely having some fun so shout out to adam and eve remember all you got to do Click through CSPN.us to help keep our podcast free with your order. Order Adam and Eve through CSPN.us. Hit the link. I'll send you a link. Also, got a little discount code. If you hit MDAY50, you will reduce the item price by 50%. Oh, and they give you free shipping, man. So use that order. We get some money off of it. More importantly, you get 50% off your order and free shipping. Valentine's Day is fast approaching. So uh, you may want to get your orders up soon. All right, guys, stick and stay. Here it is. And when we come back, we're going to bring both of these guys back. Going to do our six-pack of fun. And I tell you what, these guys, they know their beer game, and they know life, and they know how to get it done right. All right, boys, stick and stay. 
All right, guys. I want to thank our good friends at Adam and Eve for supporting the podcast, and make sure you buy all whatever you need for that level of life on there. Support our podcast. Keep it absolutely free. But speaking of that, we now come back with our good friends Matthew and Lauren Curling here at Variant Brewing in Roswell, GA. So now we're going to get to our six pack, and it's going to be six fun questions about craft beer life and everything else. So we're going to start again. We're going to start with Lauren. Okay. All right. If you can have a beer with any four people in the world, dead or alive, who would they be? That is such a tough question. Okay. You said four people, dead or alive? Four people, dead or alive. Hmm. Are you asking the same question? Yes. Okay. I'm just curious. Yes. Oh, you sprung this one on me. I would have to say, well, always with Matt because it's fun. So you're one of the Okay, you guys are going to say each other. So how about this? Four other than him. Because you guys are going to say each other, so we'll, 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 we'll let you guys have that. Wow, myself. this is a really tough question. Okay, I would probably... Well, what if they don't drink beer? But you know? We don't know. But you get to pick. You get to they, pick. They are drinking beer. Okay. I would have to probably say Ellie Goulding, because she's one of my favorite artists. Nice, the lights. Yeah. Um, I would also have to probably say... My mom, because I haven't in a long time. And that's it's fun true. drinking beer with her. Nice. I would have to add my grandmother, too, because she's a riot when you drink with her. All right, that's true. And the last person I would probably have to say is... Uh, this is a tough one. Um, it could be anybody. Anybody in the world. I don't know. I may have to pass this on to you. I can <laughs> think of a fourth person. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll come back to that. Okay. Matt, what do you got? Um, I'm going to be really terrible at this as well, um, but I would have to say, and I don't know their names, but I'm going to name, I would love to have beers with some other brewers, and I would say the brewer of uh, Hills Farmstead. I nice. love, love their beer. It's absolutely incredible. Um, I would say, um, you know, brewers from, from Trillium, Fair Night, enough, Night yeah. Shift, and uh, probably other half. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right, all right. So you got Brewers, you got Ellie Golding, you got Mom and Grandma. Yeah. Come on, give me one more person before we go. Uh, probably Oprah Winfrey would be a lot hey. of fun. Oprah. All right, cool. All right, so we got Oprah, we got Ellie Golding, we got Mom, we got Grandma, yep. and you got a bunch of Brewers. All right, cool. Matt, start with you. What are you drinking? Just any go-to beer. I mean, all I'm saying, like, of your stuff. What are you? Because I mean, like you're saying, you're it's uh, Brewers. You're presenting them with yeah. beer. What are you? What are you? What are you presenting them? Question two. Sorry, we're Matt. I'm trying to decide how detailed you want it. <laughs> it's your beer. <laughs> um, as detailed as you want to be, it's your beer. I'll be vague. The hazy IPAs. All right, so you're going to go hazy IPA. Yeah. I, thought you, I, thought, I would have swore you wouldn't want stout. But okay, uh, all right. Depends on the time <laughs> of year, right? Fair enough, fair enough. All right, what about, what about you, Laura? Anything sour. Nice. Anything sour. Nice. You, you, you got the ladies. Yes. And the ladies didn't like the sours. The palates tend to be more yep. refined than the, yep. than the fellas. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I can see Oprah drinking a sour. Yeah. With Ellie Golding and yeah. Mom and Grandma and you and showing the love and Matt and and then with him with the Brewers. So you're gonna go hazy IBAs. That means you gotta I mean, be. Really, I, I named Trillium another half and Night Shift. I yeah. gotta go hazy. IPAs. So I mean, so it means you gotta be really confident in your IPA <laughs> because I mean, th- those are some of the best IPA makers oh, in the I world. I assume that they're bringing beer too, right? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. So, question three, starting with Lauren. Okay. Who is the coolest person, other than your husband, <laughs> that you've met in craft beer so far? Ooh, that's a tough one. I haven't met that many. That's the thing. Coolest person, I would probably have to say. I would have to say Nick Tanner. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean his background of how he got into brewing, his style of brewing, his brewing processes, it's really fascinating to me. And, you know, we both have learned a lot from him. So I would I would have to say Nick. Shout out to Nick yeah. Tanner, man. I really like that dude. All right, Matt, who you got? I mean, if you're going with, yeah, I mean, I, I was, you took mine, so it's not really fair. Well, I knew, yeah. I, I knew you were going to say Nick. <laughs> you know, ha- having worked up there and, you know, kind of gotten my brew legs up there, uh, definitely a lot of respect for those guys and, and especially Nick. Um, so, yeah, I would say Nick as well. 
right? Shout out to Nick Tanner. Nick's, Nick's getting a lot of love on the podcast, man. <laughs> Probably, but hey, he's a, he's a good gentleman and good friend of the show, and really looking forward to getting back with him. We're going to have him on, actually, in a couple of weeks, because they just expanded again. I swear to God. They, awesome. they, yeah, they, know, they, they keep finding room. I mean, I don't know where they find room <laughs> in that building. And shout out to his dad as well, you know, <laughs> with the food over there. So they have a really good setup. But anyway, all right. So we mentioned that beer, right? Yes. What are you? What meal are you serving with that beer? With those people? Anything that has to do with seafood. Nice. Yeah. All right. Big a- fan of seafood. So fish, crab legs, anything that comes out of the ocean, I'm a big fan of. So, yeah. Nice. All right, Matt. What do you got? Fried chicken. <laughs> Fried chicken and IPAs. Fried right. chicken and hazy yeah. IPAs. All right. Not bad. Not bad. All right. Go back to Matt. Where do you see Varian in five years? Ooh. Um, five years is a long time. Uh, like I said, you know, as long as we can, we can stay true to keeping the beer first and keeping up variety, um, you know, that's, that's where I want to be. All right, Laura? Um, I would have to say in five years, I would like to see us still continuing that education aspect in the mm. tasting room. And that's been a big part of who we wanted to be, you know, educate people about the craft beer industry, educate them about the brewing process. So I don't want to lose that. And in five years, I hope we're still continuing to do the same thing. All right. And then, Lauren, what is your fantasy beer? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Probably a sour with all the tropical fruits you can think of. Mango, passion fruit, guava, pineapple. Super juiced up sour. There you go. Yeah. All right. Um, I've always wanted a bottle of Morning Delight from Tavern Goliath. Always wanted to, mm-hmm. to have that beer. You know these. You never, you, wait, you never had it? No. Really? We need to talk. Okay, so we'll talk after. Uh, all, right, all right. We'll talk after this. That is, I mean, it, it's a lot of beers aren't worth the chase in my opinion, but that one's worth the chase. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss that sure. a little bit more off here. Okay. All right, and then question six. Sarva Lord. How did you guys meet? <laughs> we met about 10 years ago in college. So Where'd you go to school? We went to school at Middle Tennessee State University oh, yeah. in Tennessee in Murfreesboro. It's nice. about 25, 30 minutes south of Nashville. And we met in class. Yeah. Yeah. So All right. And then Matthew, I'm gonna switch it up on you. Sure, yeah. Let's switch it. How has Lauren supported what you do and who you are? Ooh. Um, I mean, in in every way possible. She she liked craft beer before I did, so she oh, wow. <laughs> believe it or not. So she actually was uh, you know drinking a lot of craft beer before I was, and so helped me get into some some styles, and you know did homebrewing with me um, for many many years, even when it started to take over the kitchen, and then ultimately the garage. So we couldn't park in the garage anymore, and then <laughs> and then ultimately the basement, which we kind of remodeled to be. A mini brewery. We had half of it being the brew side, where we had a fermentation room. We had Sapco Brew Magic. We had a sink, um, and then on the other side, we built a bar with you know wow. six taps uh, kegerator down there. We had another keezer in the the side that had an extra four taps. So we kind of always had about ten kegs at home. He took Jeez. the whole base. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I definitely took the whole base. <laughs> did he so. take it? Or did you, did we <laughs> took it together. We took it together. Yeah. Wow. I mean, because typically, all right, when I meet brewers, typically. It's the dude who's really into it, and then the woman's like, you know, okay, all right, you got to get the shit out of my kitchen. <laughs> but it seems like you were like, no, hey, we're right here together. Yeah. She's and made we- her own recipes and brewed her own beers before, so, yeah. Wow. I enjoy it very that much. Is, that is really cool. Yeah. And so what's something you guys enjoy that has nothing to do with beer? It's just you guys just doing your own thing when you try to get away from the work. It's, you guys work together. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of... Definitely uh, video games. And eating Asian food. Yeah. Finding- <laughs> love, love Asian food. Um, so. Is there good Asian food in Atlanta? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Monkey oh, yeah. 68 down the street. They're newly opened Very good. Um, last year. And their sushi and food is amazing. So, yeah. yeah. Nice. And yeah. then um, I like Hopsticks. Oh, um, man. Hopsticks is it's great. so good. Yeah, yeah the beer is so good. good. The food it's is good. good. Yeah, those guys are really developed. So yeah. Yeah, We were fortunate enough to go over there uh, a few months ago and really, really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. I haven't been able to make it back because it's a little bit of it's a, a trip. It's a trip for us. And, yeah, we've been a little busy, but uh, definitely want to go back. It's yeah. awesome. So it's like visiting other breweries, yeah. eating Asian food, and playing video games. So. Bingo. So where, where is the coolest brewery you guys have been to like, that you guys have enjoyed? 
Coolest, or some of the coolest. Coolest ever. Um, I mean, it sounds cliche, but the, the Sierra Nevada facility in uh, Asheville is yeah. incredible. Nothing like a fresh Sierra Nevada pale off the bright, man. Yeah, and, and that whole place just feels like it's part of this huge campus. Like, it should have a hotel there. You can stay there. You spend the weekend. It's just really beautiful. And then the, the brew set up there is insane. Um, it's very nice. I was going to say Mockery or River North. Mockery thing and River North are great places in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So many brews have you guys been to? Ooh. A lot. Too many to count. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. anywhere we go, we try to find a brewery to go to. So. All right. And I got to ask you guys this because I, I drink a lot of beer. And, you know, I, unfortunately, I carry a couple extra pounds. Like, how do you guys stay so fit and drinking all this beer? And, um, We're on our feet all day. I, yeah. I need some tips. So, yeah. I need some, I need some tips to get my life together. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, just try to stay active. I mean, we, I, I lost a ton of weight when we started opening up here. And, you know, I would we imagine. On, on our feet, you know, 14, 16 hours a day where I used to sit at a desk, you know, 8 to 10 hours a day. So it's, nice. it was a big change for me. Um, I drink a ton of water. I love water. And when you're drinking beer, you know, as, you know, a job, you know, we wake up some mornings and get in here. We have to try everything before we package it into kegs and taste it throughout the process. So, you know, we try to stay hydrated and, yeah. and drink plenty of water. Nice. Yep. And then, all right, you guys are, before we get out of here, you guys are at ACAT. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, what's next for you guys festival-wise? Where are you guys headed to and what's coming? Um, we have the Roswell Beer Festival that's coming up in March. Um, so I'm sure we'll have a, you know, at least one, maybe a few beers there. Every year it's getting bigger. It's growing. It's a, it's a lot of fun if you guys haven't been before. So definitely check it out. I think tickets are still for sale. Yep. Um, we, have a, we have a few fun things planned for, for Roswell Beer Festival yeah. since it is right here. Oh, um, you got to rep set, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll also be at Classic City. Um, and Up in we'll, Athens, yeah. The yeah. same shout out to Owen Ogletree, yeah. putting it together. Absolutely. Utopia and events, yeah. We'll have a couple kegs at uh, Swanee as well. Nice. Yeah. All right. I see it. Yeah. Well, listen, guys, thank you so much for engaging me and indulging me and mm-hmm. sharing your fine beer with me in this fine place. Real quick, tell everybody where this place is located. Give us the hours and all that good stuff again. So we are located at 66 North Cross Street in Roswell, Georgia. Um, we are in the historic um, district of Roswell, right across the street from City Hall and the library. We are currently open Thursday through Sunday. Thursday and Friday, we open up at 4 o'clock. Saturday and Sunday, we open up at 1. So feel free to come out and check us out. Nice. And the guys, they'll have the games on. They're going to have Super Bowl Sunday. Maybe you guys are going to be open? We will oh, be yeah. open for oh, Super yeah. Bowl we'll Sunday. Oh, nice. Absolutely. So some extended hours on that Sunday. Oh, yes. but. They'll be open. They'll have their, their beer and the pretzels and all that good stuff. Yeah. They may even have some surprises. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that later. But, guys, keep supporting this fine brewery. Thank you so much for coming on with us. Absolutely. No Thanks, for having Thanks for having us. All right, boys and girls, this has been Tobias Wilborn here at Variant Brewing for Beer It Is, and we are out. Man, look, that show was great. And we learned so much from them not just about beer but about life and about relationships and what it looks like for a couple to support each other and I think that's as important if not more important than the beer so salute to Matthew and Lauren once again for coming on the show the curling family salute to what they're doing for the beer game at Variant and shout out to Roswell speaking of Roswell we're gonna stick and stay at Roswell man I've kind of you know found a little bit of a home up there right so Next week, we're going to be at From the Earth Brewing. Remember last week, we were at Pontoon, which is in Sandy Springs. You know, I took the curve on around over to over to Variant, where we just finished up. And then next week, we're going to take it, go a little bit further into Roswell, Georgia, over to the good folks at From the Earth. Another couple-run brewery, Tim and Lisa Stevens. Really looking forward to talking to Tim. He's going to put us up on game as to how the beer game goes. He's got a fascinating story about his life in restaurants before brewing beer, his life as a homebrew and everything else. But once again, want to thank all the good people at Variant, had a good time with them. Also talked to the head brewer and a few other people over there. So, you know, we, we may do an extra little snippet bonus. But again, guys, go out. Always remember, support your local brewer, drink local, and listen to Beer It Is. Tell five of your friends about the show. Make sure you subscribe if you're on iTunes or in the Apple Store or wherever it is, Samsung Store, whatever it is. However it is, you get podcasts. Subscribe. And if they allow you to give ratings, give us some ratings. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you feel. And always, always support your local brewer. And it's needed now more than ever. All right, guys. Bye. It's Will Warren from Beer It Is. And I am out.